Welcome back. It is Monday, October 18th. It's currently 7.15 p.m. And we are back with Norman Nate. Let's How go. Are Woo! <laughs> How are you? I'm so happy I could shit. Thank you for asking. How are you? <laughs> hey, brother. We're just happy to have you on the show. We got Vinny with us this time. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Talk some college football. Let's go. Oh yeah, we got a we got a big weekend to recap, my friend. How how was uh, how was Norman this weekend? That was great, right? Um, the fans were, were were right as as usual for booing Spencer Rattler and the, and the garbage <laughs> can that he is. Um, you know, hey, you know, I, I got to tell you, man, uh, college football fans, you know, by and large, are very, very, very different than pro football fans. And no, no disrespect to pro football fans. I get it, you know. And I was, I was telling O uh, Vince, you know, O V that uh, I grew up in a big market, right? So I didn't move to Oklahoma until I was a junior in high school. I grew up in San Diego, and, and college was completely irrelevant. I had no idea that college sports was a thing. And keep in mind, San Diego is not that far from L.A. where UCLA and USC is. Yeah. It, it, you know, and those are not, you know, chump programs, certainly UCLA and basketball more so than football, especially oh, yeah. back in the day. Right. I don't know, dude. Chip Kelly's got those boys rolling right now. He finally got them. Rolling. I know. God bless him. You know, and, and that's yeah. good. But but when you have such huge markets like that, Chicago, San Diego, L.A., those kinds of those markets, there's just so much other shit to do that. You know, high school football is a great example, right? No one goes to high school football games in California. Hell uh, they just, yeah, they don't give a shit. You know, there's too much other shit to do, right? So, I agree. Uh, yeah. So, so it's really interesting. So, so I, I feel it. And, and what, I, what I'm trying to get at is college football fans are hardcore, man. Right. Yeah. You know, when it comes to, when it comes to pro football, I ain't nobody know who's the backup or, or third string quarterback of, you know, the Los Angeles Chargers now, right? No. College football fans. We know that the the, the uh, third string guy, and we know what his dog's names are. We know what his favorite cereal is. It's a big well, fucking deal. Well, to yeah. add to that, you were calling out this uh, Caleb Williams even before the season started with the yeah. FB recap. I mean, you called this months ago. Oh, it turned to be a it turned out to be a good call, right? And oh, he looks I pre- good. I appreciate- yeah, he looks I appreciate- good. It does, and I appreciate my Sooner fans for booing Spencer Rattler off the field. Oh, uh, well, you know, he's kind of a, uh, he, as you would call him, he's kind of a trash wagon. Um, what does that mean? Fill me in on that. What, what is a trash wagon? Go. Yeah, what's, what's a trash wagon? A trash wagon, right? So so there's a lot of characteristics, right, that people have, right? So, you know, there's, you know, football IQ, right? Uh, it would be one, if we're talking about characteristics of people in regards to football, um, charism- uh, charisma is another part. Leadership is another. Decision making is another one, right? And so there are some times when you have a guy, say Baker Mayfield, which, by the way, I'm hot for Baker Mayfield. I love that guy. Uh, I love what Sunday. he does. I hope he's okay. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> I know. I hope he is. I hope he is. Um, but you know that guy's just a guy, right? If you ever, uh, you know, here in Norman, you know, he comes back to Norman occasionally, right? We see him in a restaurant. And he looks like a dude that works at fucking McDonald's. Oh, yeah. And he does not look like an NFL player. And so God bless him for competing uh, on a team think, that wasn't winning so, football. So, Nate, games, do you, you know? think that's what makes Spencer Rattler more of a trash wagon? Because he does have, you know, some of the athletic ability, but uh, none of the uh, space between the brains? 
Yeah, I, I think that's a big part of it. And and you know what? I got to get to you guys, and maybe you guys can kind of publish that. It's not necessarily a, a talk through. Um, it's more of a, you know, post it on Instagram. It's just interesting information. There is a guy, I can't, I can't remember his name. I'll have to do the research since, since we're kind of doing this live and on the fly here on this piece. Um, but he was an all American, right? Um, he was a linebacker and, uh, this, this, this character, I'll I'll get his name. I'll get that out to everybody. It's a really interesting read. And, and, and this is going to, to answer your Spencer Rattler question. And he was an All-American, and he played in a big market. He was from, like, L.A. or whatever. Arizona. And the guy never started a down for the Oklahoma Sooners. Damn. An All-American in high school. The guy was in a big market, too. I'm not saying he was All-American in some jerk-off, you know, state like Iowa where, like, 75 people live. Yeah, like Southern Cal or something big. Yeah, Yeah, big time. And he wrote this, like, whole article where he was – he did get a scholarship, and he was really – proud to be a part of the Sooner family. He got, you know, a degree out of it. But what he said in that, and what was really important is how humbled he was. He goes, because when you're told from a young man, when you're even seventh, eighth grade, a boy that, Hey man, you're just killing these kids. You're a God. Warner. Yeah, yeah. You're right. a God, whatever. Shit. Right. But you show up and everyone's been, you know, blowing you for your entire life. Right. And you go to really any program at that level, Alabama, Oklahoma, they don't give a Michigan, shit. Yeah. yeah, and all these dudes all of a sudden are all Americans, right? Oh, yeah. And the guy never started, and it was a very interesting read to say, you know, we might talk a lot of shit about college football players, and we might talk a lot of shit, but he goes, you, dude, these guys are for real. You know, these dudes are oh, athletes, yeah. and they're trying to make it to the NFL. And so I think that's kind of what happened with Spencer Rattler, right? He comes out of Arizona, which is not necessarily a football state, right? Uh, that's certainly not one that you would think of anyways. Um, you know. He's got YouTube videos, him throwing footballs off this fucking mountain, quote unquote. Um, it's more of a hill, right? But like if you've Uncle ever been, Rico. To- yeah, like Uncle Rico, Rico. <laughs> right? Yeah. And I think I think when he showed up to campus, and certainly when they benched him Texas last year, the speed of the game and the athletes he was going, he's never gone against that kind of competition. Yeah. And he kind of shit the bed. Well, that I can mean, scare the piss out of anybody. Oh, well, for sure. I mean, you got to understand the flip side of this. So if we're going to compare it to, let's just say, Caleb Williams, I mean, Caleb Williams came from Washington, D.C. And I mean, sure. let's face it, Maryland isn't necessarily a, in quote, high school football power. Uh, like breeding ground at all, no. Yeah. No. It's not like Florida. It's not like Oklahoma. It's not like Texas. It's not like these states. Yeah, Louisiana. Yeah, right? yeah. Sure. just epic yeah. talent. So, you know, a lot of it I, I think is, you know, the, the mental makeup. And like you said, as we'll, as we'll refer it back to the trash wagon, um, what I saw was this uh, Elite 11, which is what he won coming out of high school. Trevor Lawrence won it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields were both a part of the Elite 11. It'd be a couple sure. of years ago. And guys like this who win this stuff coming out of high school, it goes back to that whole thing that these guys have just been told that they're the shit from the time that they've been 14, 16, 17, 18 years old. So sure. the biggest knock on Spencer Rattler was that he was just an egotistical, just not team oriented ball player and he would put down his teammates he would put down his backups i mean granted that's who he was in high school so i mean we all grow but still it just was bad optics if you're good too like what's up you if you're good too you can be a dog but like the minute that you're not good like you have to expect that hate to come as well if you're giving it both ways no absolutely right and and that's something that's really 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 pissed me off 
um, uh, about a lot of the, the media folks uh, and, and media folk now, um, but was a, a coach, considered one of our better coaches, great coach, right? He's got a statue now on campus. Uh, Bob Stoops, mm-hmm. you know. Um, he really, he really got under my skin. You know, he was on national TV, right? He's starting his, his sport casting career now. Um, and was talking shit about how, you know, fans shouldn't boo college athletes and he's upset with the sooner fans. And you know, what really pisses me off about that? What it really fucking grinds my gears. Tell me. Right? I need to know. <laughs> you make $15 million a year coaching yeah. a sport that we all go and play at the fucking backyard with our fucking friends. How do you get that money, brother? What about the TV rights? I tell you and any of your listeners, all right, I want you to do something for me and Google college football top earning program. Yep. You do that shit, right? And the TV rights that are right. So the, the biggest part of our transfer to the SEC is has to do with us breaking our TV rights. Well, those TV rights wouldn't be worth hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars. If it wasn't for us, the motherfucking fans, right? Buying all your bullshit. So, quite frankly, Bob, oh big name Bob, (laughs) you can go fuck yourself. He was probably what was he like the high? He was probably the highest paid employee in in Oklahoma at some point, and not even close, right? Yeah, yeah. You should see his house. He still lives here in Norman. It's a fucking man. Stupid, I'm sure. Ridiculous, right? And so you have the balls to talk shit about the fans. No, and and, you know, so there's a guy named Jim Traber, and Jim Traber, he is our local sports casting guy. That's the guy who's always uh, announcing on the streets during day uh, day games, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he's a great dude. He, his his actual radio show is is followed throughout the nation, and uh, he actually won an award uh, this last year for the number one sports talk uh, radio show in the country. Let's give it up for Jim, everybody. Yeah, featured on him, dog. Let's yeah. go, Jim. And the guy's a character. If you go to YouTube and Google Jim Traber charges mound. Um, it, he's a he, he's just oh, a that's character. Right. He that's played professional baseball, right? He did. He played. He played for the Baltimore Orioles at one that's point. That's cool. Uh, and he was a co- and he was a quarterback at Oklahoma State University. Um, so yeah, so the guy, you know, he knows what he's talking about, right? Oh yeah. And uh, and and he calls it out all the time. You know, he goes, I can't believe that some of these media people and these coaches. Um, he goes, look, he goes, I'm not going to boo, you know, fucking people. He goes, I'm just, I don't, I don't let the boo bird fly. Right. Um, but he goes to the people that do that pay it five hundred dollars for tickets that buy hundred and forty dollar right. jerseys, right? And all those or the people goes, who fly out from Chicago to go see OU play right. OS, you know, for Absolutely. Right. And he's like, you know what? They earn that right. And in and in this case, and they, this goes back to what I was saying about college football fans. I knew, we knew, all of Sooner Nation knew. Caleb Williams was the Caleb Williams was the next right. coming of Jesus walking on water. Yeah. yeah. It, it was obvious. You know, well, I mean, hey, brother, he showed out at that Texas River rivalry game. I mean, that was that was the Red River. I mean, man, that was one of the best games I've watched in probably 10 years. It's the biggest comeback of either team in the history of that deal. And we've played them 177 times. I thought it was 117 times. I thought it was over. So did I. I'm not going to lie. I did too. Yeah. Did you? You Oh, I did. You know, I, I told my wife at the beginning of the game. I mean, we were getting dominated. We just got punched in the mouth. Just they destroyed beating- right off yeah. the bat. Yeah. Yeah. Offense, defense, special teams. I mean, we just got manhandled, right? Um, but but what was interesting, a big part of that is there was no fire under the team, right? No, 
no, we showed up, we came off those buses there in Dallas, like, uh, and for those that don't know that, that river, that rivalry that now it's the red river shootout. It's, it's too hard to say red river rivalry. <laughs> too much ours. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, is at the Texas State Fair in Dallas. It's at a neutral, uh, uh, site, a neutral yeah. site, yeah, um, because we can't play at either each other's stadiums, and it will never be played at night. It's played at 11 a.m., and it's one of the very few games that's always played at 11 a.m. Is that to alleviate it, fights? It is. People have gotten <laughs> shot, stabbed, oh my killed. God. Uh, Jesus. Right. And so, uh, so it's interesting, right? So we're playing Oklahoma State, and I know we're jumping all around. We'll get more focused here, but it's kind of good to start off. Uh, just we're all excited. Yeah, absolutely. But Chicago Mike comes down. We're playing Oklahoma State. We're playing Bedlam. Now that's an in-state rivalry, right? Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, right? Big game. And uh, one of my boys, we call him Ricky Bobby. Uh, he's kind of a special cat. He's a good dude, though. I love him. And uh, and when you're when you come down here, now we're playing Oklahoma State. It's on game day. It's on Saturday. We're in the middle of what they call Campus Corner. And you say Boomer, and everyone says Sooner. And you do that twice. The third time that comes around, right? Boomer, Sooner, Boomer, Sooner, right? Then you say Texas, and everyone screams Sucks, right? Right. And it blew Michael, it blew Chicago Mike away that <laughs> we were fans. We're getting ready to play an in-state rivalry. But instead of saying Oklahoma State sucks or whatever, Texas. We say Texas sucks because we fucking oh. hate Texas. Yeah. That much, well, me, can know? I tell my perspective of the story? Yeah. All sure. right. So we're leaving this bar. We were out having uh, having a good time all day pregame and before the game, night game. Mm-hmm. And uh, I never got a taste of this. We go to a local bar campus corner, and we're about to leave. And Ricky Bobby turns around, and he screams out, Boomer. The whole bar erupts. And, and there had to be like 300 people in there. I mean, it was loud. Oh, it was loud as loud could be. 2020. I mean, to see that was just the coolest thing. And then to see at the very end, the Texas sucks. I mean, it doesn't matter who they're playing. They could be playing OSU. Hell, they could be playing Nebraska. They will always remind you that Texas sucks. That's so sick. I love that. <laughs> it's so it cool. Is. Yeah, so, so much fun. Let's break down this Caleb Williams and how he looked. I mean, man. He got into that game, and it was just like a total change in the guard. He, he, from the moment he stepped on the field, you felt a different energy. You felt as if that these guys believed in him. I mean, as a true freshman, it was insane to see him show out the way he did. It, I mean, do you think his talent level is that much greater than that of a Spencer Rattler? Okay. So, so this goes back to what, what is a trash wagon, right? So, right. There's different, and and you guys are all, you guys have done corporate jobs, right? You guys have, you guys Mm -hmm. have been there and they talk about, you know, we're going to have, you know, this, this item in this bucket and this item in that bucket when we're attacking problems. And instead of buckets, I use trash cans, right? And so, um, because there's trash and there's not trash in my opinion. Um, and, and so when you talk about talent in that bucket or that trash can, if you will, talent-wise, uh, Spencer uh, Spencer's slower than Caleb, right? He's not as athletic, right? So, But do you have to be a burner? Look at Peyton Manning, right? The guy runs a fucking 10-and-a-half-minute 40-yard dash. He's better running. off running backwards, yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. It doesn't matter, right? So you can pull it off. So that's not necessarily a game-changer. I think that's getting more that way, right, uh, you know, with a lot more mo- mobile quarterbacks. But really, you can get away with a pocket. So, you know, that 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 trash can, I think that, you know, he satisfies that, and we're fine there. But when it comes to arm talent, I would say Caleb edges him barely. 
I, I think he throws the ball a little bit harder. Really? Uh, yeah, he's certainly more accurate uh, than Caleb is than Spencer. Where 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 Spencer fails when we're talking about quote unquote talent is decision making. And I think I think that is the biggest problem of why we struggled offensive, where why we barely beat Tulane, the mighty green wave out of New oh, Orleans. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. Um, you know, is because we you know we're at fucking 14 points at halftime. For those that don't watch Oklahoma Sooners uh, uh, football, 14 points typically is in five minutes of the first quarter. Yeah, so we're it's usually, half- usually up 21 by like the first quarter. <laughs> right. So, so we were all kind of worried, but it's decision making, right? Um, he he holds the ball way too long. This is Rattler. This is Rattler. Yeah, he holds the ball way too long. And so, so he's not mobile. He holds the ball too long. Now all of a sudden you have national media, again, jerk, you know, jack wagons or trash wagons that, you know, have no, in my opinion, a, a vast majority of them don't really get it. They don't really see, well, certainly what I see. And, 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 you know, what does the guy, what's his body language like? What is his, what is the sideline like? Like we're talking about that energy when he came in, when uh, Caleb Williams came in, it was a different and totally different football team. Oh yeah. After he it's like they game. gave him an EpiPen. It was literally yeah. like he comes in and all of a sudden there's like life back into the team. For sure. Correct. And, and if you think about that, why is that right? Let's, let's kind of dig. Why is it that way? And for anyone that's never played the sport of, of football, it's because if you're an offensive lineman, if you're a linebacker, you're giving everything you have. It's such a violent sport. You're hitting and hitting and hitting. And if you're like, fuck, man, Spencer ain't going to throw the fucking football. Right. God damn, man. You gotta protect yeah. I'm out here busting my ass. Right. I'm hitting these motherfuckers that, you know, basically it's like a train wreck every, every time you get hit. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. And fuck man. It ain't it, it, basically what I'm doing and putting my body on the line is for not because the clown won't throw the fucking football. Now these guys, right. Are like, shit, hell yeah. I'll go through these train wrecks because I will run through a wall for that guy because yeah. that guy is going to lead us there. That guy is going to throw that ball. He's going to do everything that he can. And that's huge in football, you know? Oh, yeah. I agree. And, and, 100%. I, and I think that's underrated, really. Well, I, I definitely think that was the difference. And I mean, not only that, but the running game definitely picked up uh, the slack. Well, of course it did, right? So, yeah. So they're talking, you know, all these guys, right? These media guys. Oh, you know, the Oklahoma line, man. They're not what they usually are. They're not bruisers, you know. And the running game fucking sucks now. It's not OU. Well, of course not. Because against Spencer Rattler, you can go goal line with cover fucking one, for Christ's sakes, with one safety. The guy ain't going to – he will not throw the football. You can't even run an option either. That's the problem, too. Right, because he's not fast. Yeah, Yeah. can't even get him off their toes. So so in football, unlike any other sport, basketball or whatever, football, dude, you can't fuck your buddy, right? Mm -mm. You can't be a buddy fucker. That's what Uh, I don't Unless he wants it. Yeah, sure. Right. And what I mean by that is, right, if he's just sitting back there, dude, the offensive line can only block those dudes, D1 athletes, for so long. Right. They only can, bro. Tale of this segment, don't be a buddy fucker. Do unless not you want to. Unless, unless you want to. Unless you want to. Unless it's consensual. Oh, I guess that's what we're going to tag Spencer Rattler as a, hey. quote, buddy fucker. Look, man, here, here, here's one of Norman Nate's, you know, guidelines of life. You can fuck your wife, you can fuck your friend, but never fuck your buddy. Okay, right. I won't be there. 
That's what, right. Speaking about speaking about fucking up and something I'm and I'm kind of worried about right now in regards to Oklahoma. Uh, and by the way, they're in the top three now, so this is going to get to be Big. prime time. And not only that, but in the future, they're going to be joining the SEC. This this defense is pretty banged up, and and I know you're all about your boy Alex Alex Grinch, but you know. How do you think they're going to be capable of holding up with some top tier talent? Yeah, yeah, that's a great question, right? So we're we're really missing Woody Washington. Uh, we need some Woody Washington. He but plays corner for is Woody Washington. Woody Washington's a sophomore corner for us. Um, he's a big corner, um, and uh, the guy hits, but more importantly, he covers really well. Okay, um, he was a preseason All American D one at you know. You know, preseason of this season, um, everybody had him pinned to be a you know first team All American corner. His name's Woody Washington, W O O D I Washington. I um, love that. Just gonna say yeah. that. Great name spell. Great name. Great, Great name place. spelling. I love it. What a football name, right? Seriously. Oh, uh, yeah. And he wears number zero, which I don't know why, dude. That's I dig dope. the number zero. I'm right? about it. I'm with you too. Agent yeah. Zero, man. Agent Zero. He gives no. Me. He gives no fucks. If you. Like, in my opinion, if you rock a single digit as, like, either a defensive tackle or a End. defensive play, Yeah, right. If you rock yeah. the single digit or the zero, you better be a dog. Yeah. Like, right. You better be a killer. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and so I did that, right? So Wood Washington's great. Um, and then we got uh, Isaiah Thomas, a defensive tackle, and Perrion Winfrey. Perrion Winfrey, dude, that's a bad human being. Uh, so is Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah Thomas is a lot bigger than heavier, not bigger necessarily. Heavier. Uh, he's like a. He's more of like a three, uh, right? The, the three four type, right? Is a three position uh, defensive, like a nose guard more, um, kind of like a Warren Sapp, if you yeah, will. Big boy. Uh, yeah, Perry on Winfrey. He plays defensive tackle and more of the forefront. This is what we play as a forefront, right? Uh, but. He's athletic enough to be a defensive end or outside linebacker. Perrion Winfrey's a bad mother. He's a first rounder straight up. Um, so, so he's good. Our linebackers are getting there. He's building that depth. Um, we Pat Fields, number ten. He had a good game. He's our safety. He's okay in in the back, but again, he's kind of a fucking Mike Stoops era guy. Uh, he's a senior now. The trash can. Not a big fan. Um, the deal is he's building that depth and 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 he's getting there. I was gonna say too because Oklahoma's like notoriously not known for their defense. It's like their offense will score a lot, but they'll give up they'll give up points when it comes. And I know sure. moving conferences too. It's like it's gonna be every single game is gonna be like a battle for the trenches. Yeah, so like they're building it up. I assume, but like, what do they need to do to like you know keep this going? Because they've been competing every year for I don't even know how long now. Yeah. So, uh, I, can I give a little long-winded answer to that? I, Why not? Do it. Okay. Life's too short. I got you. I feel you. <laughs> um, so, basically, Lincoln Riley is a product of Mike Leach, the football whisperer. And again, like I said last time, uh, for anyone unfamiliar with Mike Leach, um, do uh, Google, YouTube, you know, Mike Leach, uh, it's M-I-K-E-L-E-A-C-H, Mike Leach. Uh, you know, random musings is what he did on ESPN on College Game Day. Or, you know, Mike Leach funny. Uh, the guy's a fucking character. But Man's got really, hella nose, too. 
Oh yeah. Big oh, nose. <laughs> the Mike Leach analogies are my favorite. The oh, they're great. Mike Leach analogies are literally my favorite thing. Like when he was at Washington, some of the stuff that he would talk about, like especially in regards to Gardner Minshew, because oh, Gardner yeah. Minshew was at Washington State when Leach was there. Yeah. And Leach's thing is the air raid, like guys like Cliff Kingsbury, guys like, you know, right. uh, these these Lincoln big Riley coaches yeah, Lincoln. like they air it out, right? Yeah. Lincoln Riley. So so basically what, what, what his philosophy is in the coaching trees. And again, for, for those that are not into college football, if you look at coaching trees like that, who came from Mike Leach and, and from that, from that uh, philosophies, it's really wild and really interesting to see how guys have came and why teams play the way that they do. But um, his basically defense wins championships, right? We've heard that yes. for a long time, right? And, and it is certainly true. Yeah. But Mike Leach is kind of uh, a different cat, and he's like, defense might win championships, but fuck it. If I throw up 75 points, <laughs> you got to you know, score too. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. And so, and why not change that narrative? And, and he's been successful, yay and nay, at different places, right? I think a big part he's of He's at is, Mississippi State now? He is at Mississippi State. Yeah. Okay. And he, and he raises, you know, relatively nice hell at Mississippi State. But again, it's, it's, I think Mike Leach, the poor bastard, he goes to Mississippi State, right? You know, before that, he was at, you know, uh, Washington State. Not Washington, not Wazoo, but Washington State, right? And before that, he was at Texas Tech. Well, those aren't blue chip programs, right? No. If, 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 if he was at a place like OU or Michigan or Alabama or USC, I think that uh, he could do really well, right? Because he can get the horses, right? Yeah. Um, you know, some of these other programs, they just can't get the horses. They just can't. And a big part of that is because I don't think they can write the checks. A lot of the coaching in, in, in college football, that's going to be what your nucleus of recruiting is going to be. I mean, if we're going to relate to USC right now, there's a reason Clay Helton is no longer the head coach of USC football. Just due to the sure. fact of his lack of ability to recruit top tier talent. And that's why you start to see the rise of Oregon again is right. because all of these blue chip guys that were basically always going to USC are now going to programs like Oregon because no one believed in Clay Helton or could. You got to convince them at some point too. Cause like USC, that almost sold itself for so long oh, that like no. once they just didn't win for a long time, like basically since like Leinert or like Reggie Bush, it's like, what's going on now? And it, they haven't been good in a long time. Right. I mean, even well, in the I, I, Darnold days, they were very good. I mean, they yeah. had a good base around them. Sam Darnold took them to a Rose Bowl and beat uh, our favorite guy, B. Quads. Uh, Mike's, he, Mike's King, Sam Darnold. Mm -hmm. he, I love Sammy D from, from the days at USA. I do love him because of those days. It's not working out the best in the NFL. It kind of shows. But uh, I do believe that he was a big reason and one of the last guys that Lane Kiffin uh, which we're going to get into here next hmm. um, is is a big reason that uh, Sam Darnold was recruited to USC. Um, well, for sure, and yeah. and and just to answer that question because we were kind of going down that path, you know, uh, of what it takes to get over that hump. Lincoln Riley, because he came out of that Leach program, is let's just outscore guys, right? And hmm. then we're just OU, right? We've won seven national championships. We're only of three, we're only three programs in the whole fucking country just won more than three national championships. That's so it's cool. pretty fucking impressive, right? Yeah. Um, and so he's like, well, we'll get whoever basically shows up on defense, which will be better than what he had at Texas Tech uh, and at Washington State, just because we are who we are. 
Uh, but Lincoln Riley, thank God, uh, has come around to say, hey, look, what happens, though, uh, if Georgia stops us like they did towards the end of the game? I'll never Hell forget. yeah. We're right. going to talk about that, but that defense is dirty this right. year, too. You know, what happens if we don't put up 75 points, right? We're going to have to stop them, too, right? So, uh, and that's why we hired Alex Grinch. Our tackling has gotten significantly better, not even close, and our depth has gotten certainly better. Um, you know, one thing that I hear a lot, and I, and I, I just watched an ESPN, and I heard Joey Galloway talk about it, about how defense is optional in the Big 12. Uh, okay, but not everybody's running fucking five wide like they are in the Big 12 either, right? So, you know, you can say that the defenses aren't as good, but when we go to bowl season, the Big 12 is one and two every year for the last 10 years in bowl season. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, when we play other teams, Auburn's, right, you know, the Tennessee's, stuff like that, your, your mid-level SEC teams, our mid-level guys beat them. And so that's what I was telling Chicago Mike, you know, our mid-level teams in the Big 12 are actually really solid, you know, really. It's a oh, really yeah. pretty good Especially team. this year. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You guys always so, roll in the Big 12. It's just the – it's my biggest concern – and now we're going to flip to us. And now we're going to flip that SEC mm-hmm. is is going to be their their ability to play defense against SEC talent, right? right. So yeah, and, and and so that'll be interesting. You know, how do we stop the run? And so uh, that 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 has been a, a a problem for us in the past. I don't think it will be. Well, if you look at the sizes uh, size of our linebackers, corners, and safeties that that are just now coming in, we will be able to compete defensively against SEC a lot better. Then we will the video game offenses of the Big 12. Oh, yeah. you will, certainly. I think that – Texas, I don't know, right? Right. Um, they've got a lot of problems. But OU, when we transfer to the SEC, I think that we will stack up very well. We beat Alabama all time head-to-head of all our matchups, Oklahoma does. Not so, recently, you know, though. Yeah, not recently. Not recently, all though. All, yeah. all time we're good. And, you know, yep. unfortunately, they've gotten a couple a couple wins here where our defensive have been really poor. Yeah. You know, and so – I, so, I think that we'll be fine there. If we move on really quick, there's a lot of really awesome games this weekend. Um, mm-hmm. I'm assuming you caught a little bit of the Tennessee Ole Miss game. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That whole, that game was lethal. The crowd was insane. Um, what did you kind of think of it? And also, did you see what the fans were doing on the field after it? Cause that was kind of wild as well. Yeah. So one of, one of my biggest, I don't know, I say it's a big concern. This is a little bit more drilled down than I probably need to be. My dad actually shares the same view. Oklahoma fans are too nice. We're way too fucking nice. In fact, the visitor locker room, when they come out, there's just like a little, barely a chain link fence. And I mean, you can actually fucking like high five the visiting team players and shit. Oh, man. Um, we're in the SEC, dude. They have fucking highway patrol and cops. And yeah, because they'll walk. attack them. <laughs> they were literally yeah. like throwing mustard bottles and shit on the field. Right. It, yeah, the SEC fans are a whole nother ball game. You know, we boo Spencer Rattler because he's a fucking trash can, and Lincoln Riley needed to hear it so he could fucking not lose his job if we end up losing to Tulane with some garbage. That man's not team. leaving for at least five years. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> he's there. For sure, but he doesn't win a national championship here pretty soon. The Regents will have a fucking big pressure on him. Yeah. <clears throat> and what are the Regents, right? The Regents, we just did the south end zone here at the end of the 2016 season. $180 million they spent of their own money at That's a state boosters. university to mm-hmm. build up our south end zone. 
$180 million in the state, in the taxes, the community, nobody paid for it. The Board of Regents paid for it out of their yeah. own. Those are your boosters. Those are, I mean, that's mm-hmm. what every college program is based off of. And that's, that's yeah. really the big it. programs anyways, right? Yeah, probably. Right. Mm-hmm. But I mean, did you see, I mean, the Tennessee crowd, man, it's insane. It, it's impressive as to how much that they hate Ole Miss. Dude. Yeah. No, it's huge, right? I mean, it's insane. And I mean, that game in particular was very interesting to watch because like I, I was, I was looking at the line for it because I was tempted to uh, throw a little uh, cash down on it to see if I might be able to get some earnings, but tickle your fancy. Sure. Yeah. 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 But what I'm saying is it's like the over under on that game was 83 and a half. Holy yeah. shit. So that's assuming each team is going to score 40. At least 40. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, right, and a big part of that is because Old Miss has decided to really open it up, right? And that right. Old Miss has been the Achilles heel of Alabama over the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Well, um, last year they almost got Alabama, and but yeah, and the year the before that they is, did get them. Well, right, yeah. and then this year more so than any other year, the past two years is the Lane Kiffin thing, right? So that's what right. I was going to say. Yeah, because right. that's big Tennessee. That's they don't like them there, Mm-mm. and they don't no, mention words. Don't. And you know why? It's because it's the battle of the average Joes, right? And he it's left. Been, didn't he leave halfway through the season? He did like five or six years ago. Like yeah. right before he went to Bama to be the OC before the Boogie Eater, a.k.a. I thought it was like USC or something or wherever he went. Well, he went to USC and then he did. You're right. He was at USC for like four or five years and then he went to Tennessee and then left, like you said, like halfway through. The he season. booked halfway through. I think the and he left at like 2 a.m. He like left at two a.m. and wrote him a note, and he's like, "See ya." So they don't they don't mince words with that guy there. Yeah, the no, they don't. But it is it's the battle of the average Joes, right? Is Ole Miss going to win a national championship? Nope. No. Is Tennessee? Neither no will way. they. But who's going to be the one that's that solid? Who's that Oklahoma State of the SEC, right? Who who's that one B team in the SEC, and that's who Tennessee and Ole Miss have been fighting for. And keep in mind, Knoxville, what a great place to watch a football game. That is hundred thousand people, dude. That's insane. The, 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 you know, the, and they fill that football. shit to the brim. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Random, and I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, but I saw that we wanted to talk about Texas A and M. Did you know that the Texas A&M Stadium, you want to hear some random crazy facts about Boy, Texas A&M? We Fill are. me in. Yeah? You want to hear about this? I shit? need more oh, facts. Okay. Go. Yeah? All right. like the facts. Give me all the facts. All right. So Kyle Field, Texas A&M. For those of us that don't know, you see Georgia Tech, Virginia Tech. That's short for technical. And the reason right. for that is that college offers more technical program uh, scholarships, or not scholarships, but more programs, right? And that's what tech means. So it's not Georgia Tech, technically, if you will. It's Georgia <laughs> Technical. Uh, when you see your A&M schools, right, your Texas A&M, Georgia that's like A&M. Air and, air and something or another. Well, it's or agriculture. Or agriculture. Right? Yes, there you that's go. That's where all your rednecks are, right, yep. if you will, right? Um, my people yes right but, you know <laughs> hell yeah hey, uh, vaughn miller right a great linebacker that played for Bronco. he went to a&m and uh he's yeah. got some great stuff out there that uh you know he didn't really know jack shit about anything farming but he goes to texas a&m and he loves chickens and he has these interviews and he's like dude i got a chicken farm now with my with my football earnings and so he uses agricultural and mechanical uh, skills there and degree, and now he runs a chicken farm, which is really That's interesting. Sweet. But anyways, the Texas A&M Kyle Field right is the fourth largest stadium in college football. It's the fourth. It's the fourth largest stadium in the United States, 
and the sixth largest non-racing stadium in the, in the fucking world. world. No shit. That's insane. That is the sixth largest stadium on this planet. Even like right? soccer. That's what's that's what's driving me. That's crazy. Right. Like soccer crazy. in like England or Spain or something. What's going on? Like yeah, hundred and ten thousand six hundred thirty three people is how much they uh, can pack in. That's insane. What's Michigan's got to be like one in the world or something then? Yeah. Right. Yeah, they're way up there. Massive. Too. Like the big house, massive right? stadium. Yeah. The big house is insane. And and to pivot to the Big Ten, I mean. Did you ca- and I know you're not a Big Ten guy, Nathan, but I mean, I am from the Midwest. We, <laughs> Vinny and I are. So, did you see Purdue knock off number Holy two? Shit. I did. I did. And, and it wasn't it was even the- a knockoff. They routed them. Oh, they beat. They the destroyed Iowa right out of them. Fancily. Yeah, like Absolutely. it was twenty-four to seven. Final score. Did you catch that, Nathan? I did. I did. And, and, you know, and that's one of those things where, you know, we get so spoiled at big programs and, and, and we get so spoiled in, in some, in some cases, even in pro sports, right. Uh, you know, Patriot fans, whatever. Right. Um, where we just kind of assume winning is easy, but it's not right. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of that any given Sunday, if you will. Right. Um, where, man, dude, the guys you're competing against, right. Purdue boilmakers, right. What the fuck? They just got a big ass drum and a really goofy looking mascot. And a shit ton of engineers everywhere. Right. Right. They're good at math, but probably not football. Right. Uh, Well, of course, other than Drew Brees, right? But Drew Brees uh, legend, big dog. Yeah, man. Every Um, school's got one of those. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Every one of them. So, you know, so I think that was kind of one of those cases, you know. I was riding high. They're feeling really good. You know, they're, oh, man, damn, number two in the country at one point, right? In some polls. Uh, that's really incredible, right? And Purdue came up there and punched him in the mouth. It, I think it's they really hard. I think they ranked him way too high off the bat. Like, I, I mean, that was a good that was a good win against Penn State for sure. <clears throat> Team doesn't air it out. They're definitely like run heavy, stop them on D kind of a deal. Mm-hmm. But I think like throwing Iowa at number two after that win was kind of like a death march. They're I like, you're going to get messed up now because you got you got a target on your back. Oh, for I sure. Feel- I feel like everybody really, especially in the Midwest, in these ranking guys and, and the, the guys who make the rankings. And, and uh, Nathan, what's the technical term for that group? AP. Is it the AP? The, yeah, the AP pool. Associated yeah, Press, people. Top 20. Associated right. Press who creates these these top 25 rankings. I just feel as if they wanted so badly to have a top five team in the Midwest, right? I just that feel isn't, like- That isn't Ohio State. <laughs> Well, and that yeah. is in Ohio State this year. No, last year, yes. Shout out Justin Fields. Shout out Chicago yeah. Bears. But shout listen, it. It, it. It, it is one of these situations where I feel like they clamor to make a Big Ten team, okay, a top five uh, AP poll uh, football team during college football season. And, and, I mean, let's face it. If they played a Oklahoma, if they played a Georgia, it would not be pretty. Iowa against Georgia would be the worst game to watch. They would oh, just try sure. to run every single down, and Georgia would just shit on them every single time. Right. Oh, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. It is. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, and that's one of the things, again, that I like uh, about college football. And what I like about it is this, it's a nuclear arms race. It really fucking is, right? It, it, it's about the money that is spent. It's about the the donors, the regents, the boards. 
all these guys that graduate from these big universities that end up being, you know, one of the guys on our board of regents at OU is the CEO of Exxon Mobil. You don't think that dude has some money? <laughs> you know? And so like, so you start talking about these guys and you start talking about these nuclear arms races, right? That uh, of college sports. And you're absolutely nailed it that the big 10 has collaborated with some of their big hitters, their big money guys and go, why aren't we doing what the SEC does? Right. What do you mean by that, Norman Nate? What I mean by that is every. I love that you asked yourself a question. I'm going to start doing that. That's awesome. Hell yeah! You know, <laughs> hey, <laughs> if, you don't have, if you don't ask yourself questions, man, you ain't worth the fuck. That's true. Know? I'm too much of an idiot. <laughs> no, nah, yeah. no, you're awesome. Dude. You're my boy, V. That's it. Yeah, but no, for real though, uh, you know, true talk, right? The SEC does it every fucking year. They do it. Mm-hmm. Every asshole team in the SEC is ranked in the top 25 preseason every fucking year. Yep. And they're fucking Vanderbilt, right? No one even knows who that they've never even heard of that team. Who the fuck is Vanderbilt, right? Jay Cutler, baby. Yeah. Oh yeah. God. They'll be number 24 <laughs> in the fucking nation. You watch next year, right? And I think that they've done that. Now, of course, Alabama has proved it. And I get that. That's fair, right? But if you look at the end of the season, how many SEC teams are ranked at the end of the year? There's like three at the beginning of the year. There's like 12 of them. And a mm-hmm. big part of that, right? The SEC is very clever. And the SEC love that OU Texas game for sure. ratings. Again, money, the fans. That oh, was a, oh yeah. Well, they, they want that. That's a big shit, reason right? why they want those. Oh, absolutely. The right. Yeah. It's the money. Oh, absolutely. Always the money. So Absolutely. But they rank the motherfuckers like that, and they've pulled their money to influence those fucking AP guys that have graduated from their fucking colleges, right? To fucking go in there and do that shit. So that way, when Auburn, that ends up winning four games at the end of the year, and fucking LSU, when they're dog shit, which sometimes they're hot, but some, a lot of times they're dog 2019, shit. 2019, right? you can argue they were the hottest okay. ever. You okay. could. You could, right? Before and after that, fucking trash cans. Cool. Yeah. So, so, but then what happens is, right? Is at the end of the year they go well fuck you know Alabama third week played uh, Auburn or the Iron Bowl right you know and they were ranked fucking thirteen in the nation not to say that they were unranked at the end of the year and it's really brilliant the SEC has ran very 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 well hell yeah they're very it's cash cow yeah well the Big Ten dude these guys ain't pussies. Penn State, Ohio no. State, Michigan. You don't think them fuckers have money? Absolutely. Oh, well, of course. Yeah. So I think that you nailed it on the head. I think they're doing the same thing. And I think by and large, the Big 12, there's a lot of oil money in the Big 12. Hell there's yeah. a lot of money. Oh, Texas, yeah. Oklahoma State. There's OU. a lot of there's a lot of old uh, Catholic money at Notre Dame, too, if we're breaking that. Well, right. Shout sure. out to it. Fighting Irish. Absolutely, oh, yeah. right? You Irish. so Go ahead, so you so you brought it up. We were talking about LSU um, and how they kind of suck. Now <laughs> Ed Orgeron is out at OSU. They said I don't think he's out until the end of the season. If I'm right, not you're mistaken, correct. They're, they're basically like mutually parting ways. Eddie O's is going to finish the season, um, and after that, it's it's going to be a, a, an open position. This is an interesting situation. I mean, he won he won a national title two years ago, and I know they're not doing great. Supposedly, like has had his girlfriends interfering at practices and stuff. That's currently what's going around. Yeah. He's been hanging out with Urban Meyer, bro. Don't Yeah, I it. guess so. <laughs> keep your keep your fingers clean. Wash your hands. Yeah. Um, it's to me, it's wild, but like, what are your thoughts on that? Both of you, what are your thoughts on that? Go ahead, Norman. I'll give what's you my thoughts. What's my thoughts right specifically now? on what? 
on like him getting getting routed after winning a national championship two years ago. Like that's kind of crazy, especially in a program like that. Yeah. So I I think that his biggest problem um, is being able to relate to players, right. And motivate those players um, and, and recruiting to some extent. I mean, LSU said some recruiting, uh, you know, success. Um, and they got Louisiana in their pocket too. There's no other schools right. like really like and really in Texas. You know, they got in their pocket as well. Um, so you know they've they've got a great talent pool. They've got a lot of history there, right? Death Valley, one of the greatest places to play. Badass night game. game. I want to go. That's my God damn, goal. Know, oh yeah. Well now, well oh, you go to SEC, brother. Man, dude. Even Ole Miss, dude. Google their pregame stuff. All the chicks, all the dudes, they all dress up like it's prom, dude. It's fucking crazy. Everyone's in suits and dresses. Ole Miss throws a great pregame. That's crazy. You know, it, it's great, right? Georgia between the hedges, right? Oh, yeah. So again, like we we it's crazy to me because I got in the game so late, you know, after I got into the Marine Corps, after I got out of it, once I moved to Oklahoma and away from big markets, got into a college town. It blows me away how much fun college football is. Hell yeah. But and they, they have a great time in Death Valley. <laughs> oh, oh Death yeah. Valley, I mean, man, it's 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 a totally different thing. And I mean, you know, I don't know. With this whole Eddie O thing, it's it's very interesting to me, uh, Nate, and and, and what I look at it as, and, and you kind of touched on it, is that I think a lot of it's Eddie O's inability to recruit top tier talent. Because when right. he took over at LSU, he was basically adopting what he had. Right. right. He had a Ferrari. Right. Right. Yeah. He had multiple Ferraris. Did he recruit Joe or was he there already? No. Joe, Joe did Burton. recruit Joe. That's like yeah. his claim. From Ohio play. State, right? Right. Yeah. Joey B was a transfer from Ohio State, recruited heavily to Ohio State, Ohio kid, to play with Urban Meyer and be the guy. Well, he gets beat, beat out by a couple different people uh, and, and transfers. And, and then not only that, but in the meantime – uh, Justin Fields was transferring from Georgia to go play at Ohio State. Who so wait? Yeah. Humor me. Who who started over Justin Fields again? I forgot his name. Oh, oh, um, what's his head? Oh, what he's the backup on uh, on Pittsburgh right now. Yeah, Haskins. I keep thinking Kyle Trask, Haskins. but it's not Haskins. Dwayne. That Haskins. wasn't that was at OSU though. Correct. Dwayne Haskins. Oh, you're talking Justin Fields at Georgia? Yeah. Oh, from. Jacob, yeah, Fromm. Jake Fromm. There you go. Jacob there you Fromm go. Good, over Justin Good pull. Fromm, believe it or not, people. That was stupid. But anyway, <laughs> back to this Eddie O thing. So Eddie O's inability, and, and you saw it when he was at Ole Miss, and then you also saw it at USC. But a lot of people claim that he got pushed out early at USC. Um, the thing with Eddie O is that it's always been his inability to either bring the talent in from a coaching standpoint and a recruiting standpoint. So when Mm -hmm. Eddie O is surrounded by great coaching, as you saw with Joe Brady, they are unstoppable. Okay. Yeah. But when Eddie O loses these guys to NFL programs, which he has, uh, he's really not much. He's a great defensive coach, which I think he will become a D coordinator somewhere, maybe like a Alabama or something along those lines. That's where everybody goes to get rehabbed. Right. It's like Billy, Billy O'Brien. But no. I believe the biggest inability for Eddie O is that of recruiting. And like Nathan said, it's inability to kind of round up the troops after year one, uh, year right. two. Um, so that's kind of my take on it. They, they caught lightning in a bottle that year, and they've done what no other college football team has ever done. That might have been the best team in college football history. I know that's an obje- that's a subjective statement, but... Well, 
you know Eddie O lost 17 players to the NFL after that season? Hell yeah, I'm sure he did. <laughs> 17. Nathan, what's the most OU has ever lost in a draft class? Oh, it hovers around 10. I right. the, the most we ever had was 11. So almost yes. double that. I mean, that's yeah. that, to me, that's insane. I mean, that's a whole side of the ball. <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> no, and plus some. Plus it's six, right. six and a half. Right. Yeah. So yeah. in a way, I do believe Eddie O is kind of getting the shit end of this stick. Um, but... I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see who takes his job. Nathan, who do you think would be a – you think Stoops would go out to LSU and coach that program? <laughs> who, Bob or Mark? Oh, Bob. Bob's the only one who's worth his shit anyways. I don't know. Mark's done a great job at Kentucky, I would say. You know, <laughs> they for, are pretty good. And you don't yeah. like you don't like any Stoop brother, though. Oh, Mike Stoops an idiot. That guy's such a <laughs> fucking jack wagon. Remember, I called him the Antichrist. I, absolutely the Antichrist uh, of OU. He cost us a bunch of national championships. Yeah. What a fucking clown. I, <laughs> fucking Mike Stoops, this guy. I, I will talk fucking football with that moron any day of the week, and I don't make near the money he made. And, and he rode off of Bob Stoops' coattails big time. And, you know, stupid bullshit, like telling a defensive lineman to grab the offensive lineman to be able to read the play. You do never, not once, nowhere ever in the history of, of football. I don't care. Flag football, when you're a kindergartner, when you're a little jackass and you're just running around like an idiot and you have no idea, you're running the wrong way to the end zone, right? You do not engage with the, the offensive lineman. You just fucking don't. And this fucking clown would tell, you know, he'd call out the fans too. That's a big Stoops problem, calling out the fans. Oh, the average fan doesn't know. Mike, you gave up 55 fucking points to West Virginia. The average 14 <laughs> points a fucking week. What, what the fuck you mean I don't know what's going on? You know? I, uh, it, well, get the fuck me. out of here. I, trust me, Mike. Jimbo you know Fisher? Jimbo uh, Fisher, guys? Uh, no way. He ain't leaving Texas A&M. So, didn't he do this before at Florida State, though? Yeah, but Florida State's a disaster. It's because yeah. their athletic department's such a fucking mess. And he probably he probably bought himself like another two years by beating Bama. I have my pick. I have mm. my pick of who I believe is going to become. Fill us in, my guy. I think it's going to be Joe Brady, offensive coordinator for the Carolina Panthers. I think he's mm. going to go back to LSU and do it his way, build that. You don't think he's going to get an NFL job? No, I think he'll prefer to go back to college because it's less pressure. Yeah, that's true. It's less pressure, and then you're like a guy. You know, less pressure depends on where you're at. Yeah. Yeah. That's really dependent on where you're at. More money, certainly uh, at the college level than than, in the pros. In some cases, depending on who you are and what your team is doing. You know, I'll never forget when Mac Brown, right? Mac Brown is like the Bob Stoops in recent memory uh, of Texas, right? One national championship, USC, you know, Uh, you know, he was a a big part of that. But when he was off the rock, when he was out the door, I remember watching ESPN and the guys were sitting there talking about it and they're like, well, you know, who are they going to get? You know, that who, what college guy are they going to get? And, and I can't remember who it was, but they're like, oh yeah, well maybe an NFL guy. And the ESPN guy made a comment. He was like, he's like, what do you mean NFL? That's the top, right? That's the professional. Everyone's trying to make it to the NFL. Depends and on what kind of coach you are. started laughing and they said, the NFL is the top? College football is where the money's at. We, I mean, you look at some of the NFL training facilities, and, and you do a lot of NFL players have, have come out and said it. They're like, fuck, man, I made it to the pros. 
And what I had at name that school, even Oregon, and I think their rise to power back to that was Nike getting so involved in Oregon, yeah. right? That's the that's, um, where, like, that's where they're at, though. So yeah, that's, right? that's been that way for a long time, though, brother. Yeah, but I mean, that's why their jerseys are sick as hell all the time. Right. <laughs> Twenty years ago, were they like that? When OU was that way, right? How many national championships did they want? I mean, it's been a long time. If we're talking about teams that have been playing, you know, football since 1905, right, against each other, Oregon's success has been relatively short-lived, right? Shout out Chip Kelly. I was going to say, Chip Kelly's the man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Chip Kelly years were amazing. And again, that goes back to the nuclear arms race of college football. Oregon, who the fuck are they? Nike goes, no problem, fam. I got you. And I'll go build you a $150 million freaking treadmill and shit, right? Where you can fucking run that bitch into space if you want to, you know? <laughs> and now all of a sudden they got all these recruits and they have the fancy uniforms. And that makes a fucking difference. And and, oh, yeah. and these college programs, they know that shit. And so they will, the big boys will pay that money. You know, you look at Baylor success. Baylor like Oregon. Baylor had no, I mean, they were worse than Kansas. They wouldn't win nothing. They decide, hey, we'll run a prostitution ring out of the fucking barracks and look at you know, now they're national champions. It, you know, whether it's wrong or right morally, it is what it it's is. It's wrong. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah. hey yeah. No, it, well, you yeah. gotta get it done at the college level, right? It's I true. Mean, hey. I, and th- that's the thing too, though, too. There's like there's spotlights definitely on college programs. Um, there's a lot more sketchy shit happening in college programs than people even want to admit as well. Oh, but, yeah. like the NFL is like I don't know, like, cause it's all professional at that point. It's like, you're not recruiting guys, you're signing guys and stuff like that, where it's a little bit more under the microscope of like, what's going on here? How is it working? And we're seeing that happen right now with the whole, uh, Washington football team situation as well. So, oh yeah, oh, it's, yeah. it's all going, it's all going sideways for, for a lot of these guys that come into college. I mean, or come out of college into the NFL. I mean, urban's already gotten blasted <laughs> more than and he was way. doing that in college so. <laughs> oh yeah he was doing whatever the hell he wanted at, uh, at ohio state nobody was gonna say shit because he's winning like, cures ah. everything right it's like, it like nathan think about it do you believe that if lincoln riley was to go out after a game and go get you know a little jazzed up with some co-ed and started dancing with one and that would make its way onto the internet uh, not in Norman, it wouldn't. Hell, exactly yeah. my point. Yeah. Because that yeah. man is like a god there, right? right. right. Why would you want to do that to him? They would never yeah. ruin him on purpose. Mm-hmm. If you're because coaching an NFL team, though, it's a different game. Exactly. It is. And, and that's why I think it's it's more appealing if I'm a young coach to go to the NCAA than it would be to go to the NFL. Yeah. That's why I believe Joe Brady is a shoe in at LSU because they already know who he is. He's young. He's a good voice. He's an offensive mind. I think it's interesting. That's all I'm no, saying. No, it is. I, and you look at these guys' offices, you know, you, you look at their post-game interviews and all these different things, dude. And that's what I was getting to the point of the ESPN guys. They started laughing. They're like, yeah, the NFL is the pros, but that ain't where blank checks are wrote, you know. You, you, take, a, take an example, right? The $180 million that came free of charge, if you will, from our regions. The whole reason that the San Diego Chargers are in L.A. is because they couldn't get the city to pay the tax money to get them out of Qualcomm Stadium, right? right. They couldn't do it, right? You couldn't get – we pay enough taxes in California to hell with it. College football ain't that way. They're like, oh, you need almost a quarter of a billion dollars? You got it. No problem. This is what you it, – it's a different animal. It really is. And, and, and I like that and I hate that about college football. Uh, because yeah. 
and that goes back to the super conference thing. I know we weren't going to cover this, but it needs to be its own entity and its own sport. Yeah. It, 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 there's, Although, the, the rich are getting richer, you know. But you the charm of it all, the charm of it all, I think, is that kind of good old boy twang about college football, especially in the different regions. You know, it's kind of who you know. And how much money are you willing to throw at it behind closed doors? It's a bit of a boys' club. Exactly, it is a boys' club, but it, yeah. that's so why I think it's ridiculous cool. that there's 131 D1 football teams. Right. Because, I, feel, I feel as if if it got too regulated, like the NFL, it wouldn't be as cool. It wouldn't be as fun. Oh, yeah. it would be. Yeah. You think? Are you kidding me? To have, I don't. I don't think it would be either, though. I don't oh, know. Come on. Oh, the ratings would be just bananas. The ratings, yeah. But as far as regulations are concerned, like... We're talking just the charm around the game, maybe. Yeah. It would kind of ruin the charm around college football if it got corporatized, in quote. Well, to some extent, it already has, right? You know? So it's the reason the same teams are in the college football playoff, right? It, It is what it is. You know? And that again, that goes back to the 131 teams in fucking D1 football, dude. Those jokers... 80, you know, it's like Dabo Sweeney. And I think the guy's a fucking turkey. I'm not the biggest Dabo Sweeney guy. But he said, he's like, I don't think there's more than fucking four teams that deserve to be in the college football playoff. I think that was ridiculous, right? And I think he knew his team was going to suck the next year, right? Because he said that last year. Um, but hey, you know. There's only about eight now, though. Right, <laughs> eight being now, honest. right? But then there's the Purdue's of the Iowas, right? And, 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 and upsets can happen. You know, can we see 20, 30 teams? That are the Michigan, Ohio states, and all that. Can you can you gather enough of those teams to where it's its own entity? I think you could. And you know, USC, Oklahoma, one weekend. You know, Alabama, Notre Dame, the next weekend. I think those yeah. would be really great games. You know, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of uh, commuting and stuff too with that. That's interesting as far as like students are concerned. But right. and let's see. And but a lot of those students that are going to those schools, those schools commuting is not the problem right yeah they're flying daddy's jets and shit they don't get true and you know, OU travels well Notre Dame travels well all these big programs they travel really well because there's a lot of money there and those kids do it man I was drunk at a bar one night in uh, campus corner jealous if you will yeah. I, met the, I met the kid and you guys don't probably know this name oh yeah slumber jay right which is like Halliburton they're a huge name oh, in the oil field yeah yeah I met his son at the bar, dude. You know, he's like, bad. yeah, I, yeah, my name's James, uh, James Slumberger. I was like, get the fuck out of here, dude. <laughs> so, you, big dog. There, yeah, there's 33,000 kids enrolled at OU every year, right? I get not all of them, right, are, are little Jimmy uh, Slumberger. But traveling's not the problem. But that goes back to, again, that uh, the silly sports, right? Nobody can get women's chess, right, from uh, Los Angeles to USC to go right. uh, to Tuscaloosa, shithole Alabama. You ever been to Tuscaloosa? Ain't worth half a one quarter of a shit. <laughs> you know, they ain't going to fly them fuckers all the way over there for fucking yeah. $45. I mean, you know, five randos show up, a couple homeless guys to watch that crap. But, but, but a large shit. reason, and to kind of add into this, a large reason of the fact why most colleges do get the um, you know, recruiting class that they do every year, either that or the students they do every year is the allure to go to that school, be a part of that environment. Say, you know, I got to see uh, three of Bama's championships when I was there or, or whatever it is. Sure. You know, that you, definitely gets a lot of people there for sure. Right. It gets nothing so to much, do with the school, just the football right. program. 
Right. It's like if I if I'm if I'm rich kid coming out of high school, my grades are decent enough to go out of state. Well, I know where I want to go if I don't even have a clear path, either that or if I'm taking over daddy's business and the future is known. Right. So if I want to go party for four years, I know where I'm going. Right. No, for sure. Right. Because you want to be a part of that. Yeah. Right. Right. But again, that's what I'm saying. You know, those kind of schools at that level, the big boy programs that write blank checks, I really do believe at some point they need to get away from this stuff. Why is OU playing Kansas in football? It's ridiculous. Basketball, different story. Why in football? It's ignorant, right? But that's, they, but that's the relatable relatability of yeah. the conferences. Yeah. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Yeah, they got to get away from Speaking it. Speaking right? of conferences, though. I think it's uh, an objective fact that the Big Ten is the number one conference in the nation. I don't freaking <laughs> get the fuck out of here. Just because oh, the Big Ten is starting to learn from the SEC finally. Of how I'm, to just saying, I'm just I, saying. I'm just saying. There's four teams in the top uh, ten right now that are Big Ten teams. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> hey, every, I think Cincinnati is greatly overrated. I, I believe that Ohio State is largely overrated as well. Michigan State really hasn't played anybody worth a damn. Uh, and then Penn State with one loss under the under their belt, you know, I, I to just, a ranked team, to a ranked team. Yeah, but why is Michigan and Ohio State five and six? Can somebody please explain this? I don't think you can rate them rank them lower until they lose a game, right? I believe Oregon should be a top you know, uh, Ohio State, Michigan at this point. I think if Oregon played either Michigan State, Michigan, or Ohio State, they would boat race them. And that's just my most humble mm. opinion. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know about that. I don't think they have the horses. I think we saw that in the Auburn game when they played them in the national championship. You know, speed is everything, right? Speed kills. That's fine, right? But when one of them big old fucking – iron worker union bastard from up in the Midwest grabs one of those little kids and snaps them off. It is what it is. I mean, and they're going to get caught. Eventually. Hey, it's big tens offensive line, just ripping hey. it every year. Offensive lineman come from. Absolutely. How about this? Purdue made it to the top 25 ladies and gentlemen. I mean, they have to, they beat number two. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, San Diego state's number 24. So get the fuck out of here. Ah, you never know. There's always hey. one of those teams. Hey, Marshall Falk went to San Diego State. You can't sleep on him yet. Yeah, I was four when he came out of it. Correct. No, I was two when he came out of it. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, was, I was five. Um, but true, though, I, 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 I think the Big Ten is having its run right now. But I think when the season's said and done, Nathan, I think Oklahoma State is going to give OU a, a run for their money this year. And, um, hell, I'd love to be there for it. Yeah, Bedlam will be a good one. I can't wait to get it to I Can't State. I I, I love it. Um, you know, we'll give it to those boys. We'll beat them again as we do every year. Um, it's one other than Texas beating them. Uh, I Can't State is 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 one of my great joys. Uh, <laughs> they they used to be Oklahoma A and M before they were Oklahoma State. Uh, okay. Yeah, and uh, so as a conservative myself, I do like a lot of their fans. Uh, but you know what, man, uh, beating that ass is, is just fun to me. Um, do you believe this top five right now is overrated? Do you believe? Oh yeah. Cincinnati fucking get out of here. Really? Hey man. Get the fuck out of here. Hey, they came in. Get the fuck. They came in high and they haven't lost yet. So they're going and they're going to, they're going to, but if you're going to come from the like American athletic, like. 
Yeah, and you beat Norfolk State. Get the yeah. fuck out of here. You can't argue it, though, if they don't lose, though. You know, like, if they don't I, I lose and they don't can. make it. Then. And, and here's my argument. Hear me out, boys. Here, you know what? You can still hear me. The bridge is not very far. Okay? <laughs> so, I'm getting a tall boy butt heavy because... I, I want to explain. We'll just wait till you get back, big dog. Yeah, it's fine. I'm listening. We'll just wait for you to get back. Get back in front of that mic. Yeah. I hope you can yeah. hear that pop top. Big time. Oh, top. Where heard it? Okay. Yeah. Let me tell you about fucking Cincinnati, Norfolk <laughs> State, and some other fucking jack. Sure. Okay. Nothing brings me more joy in my life. Then when I was in the Marine Corps, and when I was getting out of the Marine Corps, it was during the time West Virginia, right, uh, was coming into the Big 12. In fact, my last year uh, in the Marine Corps, uh, and I, I, I met this uh, good buddy of mine. He's not a good buddy of mine no more because I talked so much epic amount of shit to him. That guy can't fucking stand me anymore. <laughs> but West Virginia oh, had beaten us in a, in, a, in a bowl game. This kid was from West Virginia, right? And West Virginia was what... I, in the mountain West or some fucking jerk, you know, American athletic conference, some conference again, should not be a part of the D one program in my opinion. Right. And so, and then, and so he's like, Oh yeah, man. And this is what Geno Smith was there. Right. And yeah, God bless him. He's doing doing okay. Right. He's starting Um, for a team right now. Yeah. They had, they had a good, a a good little program there (laughs) with Virginia. Right. And I told that Jack wagon, I said, guy, when you're beaten up, you know, Northwest Maine Community College of the Arts, right? And all these other fucking clowns that they're playing. And at the end of the year, their entire team is healthy. OU comes in playing Oklahoma State, Texas. And by the way, every year we have somebody big. We play Nebraska. We play Alabama's. We play other big programs once a year. We don't just schedule D2 teams as our off-conference schedule. Every year, and OU is really famous for that. We're not fucking scared of nobody. And I go at the end of the year when three quarters of our team is banged up and hurt and we play your team that has been playing powder puff all fucking year and you beat us. I said, wait until you motherfuckers join our conference and you've got to play K-State, which I get it. K-State's not Alabama, but I'll tell you what, those kids will punch you in the fucking mouth and they'll fucking hit somebody when you play them and then Oklahoma State and then fucking Texas. And then I said, let's see what happens. Since they've joined the big 12, then assholes have not beat Oklahoma once. And nothing gives me more joy. And I talk, he won't even answer my calls or texts. <laughs> oh, so, you you, you, you the, burned that bridge right there. I did, because fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> so, and if he's listening, good. You know, I'm again. So, hey, I, I, I don't know him, so I like yeah, him still. Yeah. <laughs> he's a great guy. And, you know, Thank I hope you. his family's doing well. But if he's listening, go fuck yourself. So <laughs> Cincinnati's in the same Cincinnati's in the same spot, right? You know, they can talk all this bullshit that they want to, and they can beat Central Florida, right, by 30 points. Central Florida is not Texas. And I yeah. get it. Texas is not the number one team in the country, but dude, there's some fucking there's horses squad. on that team, right? Yeah. There's some fucking men, young men on that fucking football team. I think and that supports I, the whole expansion of the playoffs thing. I think really, so though. though. It's, I, I, I don't, I don't see any reason why they wouldn't do it at this point. I, me either. Um, I just think they need to just do it. Yeah. That's really I, I, all I got to say. I really feel as if Cincinnati, you know, they don't play much competition. They they played Notre Dame well, but the rest of the season, if you look at their schedule, the, the best opponent they play is SMU. And SMU had been banned for like the past 20 years. So 
Yeah. I mean, that, what are they supposed to do, though? That's the problem. It's like they can't do anything about it. And expanding play. the playoffs, getting eight teams in there, whatever you want to sure, do, will allow them to at least compete. Play a Big Ten team. Get some out-of-conference games going if you're Cincinnati and start playing outside of the comfort zone and really prove it. I don't think this yeah. year, if they do make the top four, which I, I don't think long-term that they they may or may not, but I do think OU, Bama, uh Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, teams like this, you're going to start to see rise up the rankings here. Georgia, so, staying. Oh, the only thing I, I don't want, really, is well, Georgia's showing they're going to make it. But I, the only thing, it's going to happen. It's going to be like Georgia, Oklahoma, Alabama, Ohio State again, which is fine, yeah. but it's just like it's right. to break up some parity. It's good, right? And I think some parity is fucking fine, and I think yeah. that's good, right? Um, but again, it, you know, we get us out to either expand the, the which it, money wise, it only makes sense, right? It the only makes sense at the table. They're going to expand it because there's more money involved. So that that's going to happen. It's inevitable. But you know, whether that is these teams like Cincinnati or whatever, they need to do what they need to do, and they need to get their big boys at the table and join real conferences if they want to be competitive. And then also, right? Say let's say we settle at 25 teams or whatever that number is on on a super conference, right? Sure. Whoever ends up winning the 1B, Division 1B, if you will, the Cincinnati's of the world, the Central Florida's, those kinds of clowns, whoever wins the national championship at that level gets a buy-in, right, to the next year. Right. However that works like, and whatever It's like that golf almost. Like, <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. I think that would be healthy, right? Because it's pretty obvious that, 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 that the very top 1A teams, they're going to be there to your point. They're always going to make it, yeah. Right, yeah. The other ones, right? I think it's good, and I think it's healthy for the sport to get some fresh faces in there, and that would be fun, right? But I, I, I worry about Cincinnati, like West Virginia, if at, where they're at today, if they go and play a legitimate conference schedule in any, I would even go as far as saying the Pac-12, yeah. they go and play that kind of level of competition. We it's a different game. Out. It is, especially it is. in the beginning of the season too, before they get all this like clout and all that coming at them. It's like. You just kind of see where they're at. Um, that being said, number one in the nation, Georgia, right now, that Unbelievable. defense is absolutely rolling people. So they're averaging six point six point or six point six points against this year. First in average total yards per allowed per game, first in passing yards, and second in rushing yards. Do they can they even stand a chance against those old Miami teams? Like this team is staunch on the defensive end. Hmm. Yeah, that's an interesting call. You know, I I hate I hate to go back, right? And and e even with like Michael Jordan and LeBron James, right? You know, and and we talk about the dream team and all these different things. The sport is so different every ten years, right? It's it, hard it, to compare. Yeah, it is hard to compare, right? So I don't know. Those Miami teams were awfully nasty, but back to our earliest point, right? They're a bunch of legal sons of bitches down there, right? Yeah. You know? <laughs> Fucking running cocaine to Cuba or whatever. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of drug money was ran through That's Miami. the only reason Miami's a city. That's already a known yeah. idea. Exactly. So. Watch yeah. cocaine cowboys, people. Fascinating. And, and dude, look, I, you know, and, and I talk a lot of shit. I, I hate that it is that way. But it is what it is in football, right? And I know you said winning cures everything, B. And 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 it, sh you know, morally it shouldn't be that way. I get but it is what it is, yeah. That you know, but it is what it is, you know. And 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 the climate that we're in now, with the money that's spent at these big time programs, 
look at Indiana University, right? Are they ever really going to be able to compete with Ohio State? Not in football, certainly no in basketball. <laughs> right, certainly in basketball. Yeah. But, but again, does basketball bring the kind of the money, right? Are they building these mega stadiums for basketball? No or, chance. Yeah. The thing yeah. is, too, with this team, I think it's uh, – and I again, like you said, you can't really compare – but like now it's such an offensive game as well. Mm-hmm. And then if you have a team coming in here, stop. And they're, I mean, Georgia's playing good teams and they're stopping them to just about a touchdown a game. Like that almost makes it more in their case to be a great defense. And obviously there's a lot of games going left in the season that we're going to wait and see how it goes sure. going to the playoffs and all that. But damn, they look ferocious right now. They do look ferocious. Yeah. The speed and size is incredible. Crazy. Kentucky put up 13 points to get him on uh, on Saturday. Now, I do believe that once JT Kentucky's a good came, squad, though. Kentucky is a good squad. A lot of people sleep on Kentucky. I think in years to come, they're going to be really good. Um, I, I just do believe that Georgia, they might. Good. That's a good Stoops brother, Mark Stoops. I like Mark. There you so, go. Well, I mean, Positivity. hey, Stoops you like. That's the non-antichrist. Um, yeah. I'm 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 with Georgia this year. I think Georgia, out of any team in the nation right now, has the best chance to beat Bama in the playoffs. And it looks I like think, they're going to take it <laughs> almost yeah. handedly. Yeah, it really looks like because if you really break down Bama, freshman quarterback, new offensive coordinator, there's a lot of new parts and pieces there that really don't translate to a championship year. And Georgia's been coming after Bama for a while now. They've got the pieces finally. That defense has matured. It's ready to roll. They got a good quarterback room. They got great offensive line talent. So I do believe that when it does come down to it, I think Georgia is going to be the team of the national championship. Yeah, and I think you're probably right. The only thing I would say to that, and I think it's ridiculous that Alabama's ranked number five. It, that's just so out of bounds. Do you think right? it should be lower or, or higher? Or oh, way higher than that. And, and and a big part of that is because Nick Saban, and the one thing that I like about Nick Saban, that dude does not like to lose. In fact, that guy does not like to win unless it is absolute decimation. And that is one thing that really pisses me off about the Bob Stoops and the Lincoln Riley. We're too nice. You know, it, it really, it really gets me just jacked up and I get all fired up when I see Nick Saban playing a D2 team and it's 53 to three and he's chewing out Lane Kiffin and shit and chewing out all these fucking guys that he's coached with saying we should be beating these fucking idiots 80 to fucking three. I love that shit. And that is because he sets a standard. I can tell you if Alabama meets Georgia, is Georgia the better team today? Absolutely. But I can tell you, Saban's boys, when they show up to Georgia, they're going to be in a very, very, very bad mood. And, and it's going to be a fucking afternoon for Georgia. <laughs> I, I agree Georgia is really fucking good. But, dude, that dude flat out does not like to lose and doesn't and like doesn't, to win unless no he wins. That's the beauty That's of the it, too. Um I, it can kind of go anyway, and there seems to be a lot more parity this year. So, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to watch the end of this. Hopefully, the Big Ten can get some people in there, just for my own um, interest, because Notre Dame's basically out of it. But, yeah, man. I mean, there's a lot going on in college football right now. So, yeah, it's we'll true. talk about this more soon as well. It's, sure. uh, it's one of the most impressive years of college football I've seen to date. It's great to see fans back in, in the stadium and just packing it again. It's just it's so great to see. But, Norman Nate. Man, you never disappoint. Have I? Hell no. That? <laughs> well, thank you guys. I appreciate it. Oh, thank you. You man. never disappoint. 
like that that was an awesome time i mean vince and i appreciate you coming on here more than you know you gotta you're gonna have to be our, our repeat guest for college football we're, we're gonna have to get back to this i say in like two three weeks uh see sure. exactly where the climate is of college yeah, well, caleb williams is was is number two by that point in three year uh three weeks in the heisman running I look hey, forward to that. It's hey, not Kirk, impossible. Kirk Herbstreit saying he might be a Heisman helpful, so we'll, we're going to have to monitor this. I'm I'm really looking forward to uh, to rolling this one back for a third time. So uh, the second college football recap episode in Taxi Squad podcast history. This was awesome. So Nathan, yes, thank, thank you once again, brother. And uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll catch you soon, big doc. Over and yeah. out, people. I, I appreciate you guys. Peace. Peace.